The topic of today is very important. Uh, there was a very good clarification that Lydia made before starting. We are aware that not everything in humankind is suffering. However, we will talk about this matter and go very deep into it. And touching many aspects, many aspects of suffering and happiness too, from new perspective for a few, or from different perspective for a few. And we will end up with the universal message for a long period of time is being suggested to the humankind again and again and again as a solution to this human suffering, which is to achieve a spiritual healing and live through it. Hello and welcome, wherever you are in the world. Today we share the introductory presentation to our latest public talk. Every month, we explore a different aspect of the universal wisdom through a series of weekly webinars on Zoom. For more information about our events, follow the links in the written description below. We hope that our podcast will provide you with food for thought, inspiration for new questions, and impulses in your research for new answers. When a human being suffers, the majority percent of the time is a lack of self-knowledge. Generally speaking, the person that we are with the power of action and all the etheric energies of our thoughts and desires is one part of the whole being. Also, we do have a soul, consciousness, plus the sum of light powers from all previous incarnations concentrated as, a, as like a type of a sky within a much bigger being that we call in the school microcosm. And in the geometrical center of the microcosm is located a vestige of divine light within this whole being. This general explanation serves as a preparation to dive in today's topic. In the book of the Egyptian Gnostics by Jan van Reichenburg, Hermes Trimegistus speaks about the duality of the human being when he has a dialogue with Pymander. And this is what is being said. This is why along all creatures in nature, man is dual, namely mortal in body and immortal in essential man. For although he is immortal and sovereign of all things, he nevertheless undergoes the condition of mortals, for he is a subject to fate. The human being, although carries within himself the other nature, in a war he is a 
of this nature. Its entire vital system derives from nature and all his actions are explained by his identity with nature. This has been manifested by the universal teachings. As we can see in this ancient Sufi poem by Mahub Shavistari from 13th century. He was a Sufi pupil of in Arabi. And the poem says like this, Behold, how this drop of seawater has taken so many forms and names. It has existed as mist, cloud, rain, dew, and mud. Then plant, animal, and perfect men. And yet it was a drop of water from which these things appear. Even so, this universe of reasons, soul, heavens, and bodies was but a drop of water in its beginning and ending. When a wave strikes, the world vanishes. And when the appointed time comes to heaven and stars, their being is lost in not being. End of poem. Suffering, evil, and sorrow do not sting from his despair at having become alienated from God, from the opposition human being encounters in his natural development and existence. A human being cries out his anguish when the natural course of his system is impeded by difficulties inherent in ordinary life and lack of acceptance. We are referring to our interactions, not to those having facing terminal illness or born with physical limitations. In our school, we use the term dialectics in its mean tension or opposition of two interacting, interacting forces. When we say suffering, difficulties, uncertainties, we are, do not imply that life is just suffering, annoyance, uncertainty, but because of the law of dialectics, Sooner or later, they turn to the opposite, happiness, joy, certainty, to again endlessly return to the opposite. However, sometimes, even when we are surrounded of our family, friends, people who love us, you remember those times that we can feel innerly alone. And that comes from kind of discernment and perceiving that we as a human beings are having at the moment. The point is that because of this natural law of this world, from the spiritual school point of view, we are prisoners of the electromagnetic field 
of our dialectical order of opposite that we just explained. One moment, we are happy, and in another, we can be sad or upset. We can be full of love, and in another, we can run to the biggest hatred we can have, and so on. If you think well, we are the object of struggles, conflict, created by this polarization of our thoughts, desires, and actions. Such is the of our field of existence. You experience it. We know everybody experiences it. But we experience it as a blow of fate. And yes, we can claim that life is like that and just we need to understand it. Having an acceptance that is partially correct but it's important to distinguish between the suffering and happiness of the electric self and the suffering and happiness of the soul. A soul which is tasked is to join the universal seven spirit. But our natural soul, it goes with and where ever the polarization of our personality as a human being Take us that blow of fate and the consequence of it. It makes our soul suffer. It is the soul, the one who suffers, since there is no balance or equilibrium within ourselves. When we think and feel about this, come and go within us, sometimes we think there is no exit. There is no solution. We also often think that karma is the cause of suffering. Although karma is intrinsically woven into our everyday of existence, shaping our life and directing our evolution, it remains largely misunderstood. Karma is not vengeful. It is designed to maintain harmony and balance. Karma, no destiny, nor a blueprint of life. For this reason, Nemesis, the Greek deity, has its eyes covered. We can also add that karma is a sacred term. We also use in the Western civilization to describe the incessant movement of action and reaction cause and effect that comes from the periodic manifestation of life in the whole creation. Manifestation of life that is created, transcended, and impulsed by the divine spirit and the divine thinking. In essence, karma is a balance to all polarization created by the interaction between us and with the interaction with our environment and other beings. And it is a balance to humanity not to crystallize by the constant suffering of the soul not achieving its goal. Because of all of this, 
it is very important also as a seeker of the truth to ask yourself whether you are drawn to an interest in the universal teachings because this nature disappoints you or whether you really feel banished, outcast from this world and its structure and despair now at your soul for having become an outsider. You remember when we were put in the sample that sometimes we feel alone? If you find yourself kind of that feeling even within your happiness and feel like this, you are a person on the edge descending the suffering of the soul. If this is you. It's, it is because there is a special activity going on in your system that we want to explain with general basis because the concerning question is attributable to the activity of the spark of the spirit within you, also known as the original source of universal energy. We call it also a Christic element in us, the elementary vestige of the original divine life physically located, as we mentioned at the beginning, at the center of the whole being we call microbus. This discernment is the beginning of the path of liberation. It is the beginning of a spiritual to discern whether you are feeling disappointed or nature whether you are feeling outcast from this nature. When a seeker has this discernment of what exactly is happening within himself or herself during life, when a true seeker then discovers this essential matter, wishes to gain freedom, freedom from that coming and goes of polarization, then he realizes that this is the suffering and remembering of the divine spark in the being of early nature. The desire from the spirit spark, it creates a new magnetic field around the individual progressively. The spirit spark, has the potential to initiate a process of regeneration in our whole being. As we mentioned it before, if we are seeking the truth in life because we discern and felt the suffering of our soul, it's because the rose is blossoming in your heart. Being conscious of this and conscious of the remembering that comes from this spark, creating a space in your life to desire or salvation that emanates from the blossoming of this rose in your heart, is a solid step for spiritual healing. We also 
may be aware and conscious that this remembered that come from this spirit is part and we create space for it, as we said, is the only way and the only power we have to really transform the suffering of our soul. This source of universal energy, this philosophical stone in us, has the power to connect with whole, with the whole divine force in a system that is omnipresent. In a matter of fact, it is part of the divine force as well. And it is from the divine force. It is immortal. We repeat when we dedicate what we call time in our life and space, the divine force, it will transform our natural soul through this, the spirit spark. Then our soul will be transformed in a new soul. And this new soul, it has now the power not to come and go through polarization. Let us put a small example. Do you remember those moments when you know something? You are very aware of. You know what to do. But when the moment comes, you find yourself thinking and acting differently of what you certainly knew. That is because you act accordingly with your state of consciousness. And our soul is not transformed fully yet by the divine source. But with the collaboration of our eye consciousness to spark, this new soul awakes. Then you feel that power and your actions, feelings, and thoughts are less and less traveling here and there, polarizing one day to one side and another day to another side. Constantly to feed, to feed the opposite feel in this world. Then this new soul, when you act like that, can be touched and is touched and penetrated by the universal spirit. And then the spiritual healing continues. That spiritual healing will continues, will take place all over you. Those who experience this know and feel spiritual healing happening within all the system. This demonstrates to the seeker that Gnosis, the universal knowledge that penetrates and is omnipresent, the universal divine light, is a work within or her as a seeker. Then you see all experiences or interaction in life from a different state of consciousness. It doesn't mean that these interactional experiences will not affect us. What it means is that now we, we have added an element that will empower the way we will experience these interactions. 
and face life. The whole process begins with discernment, continues with the desire of salvation from the spark that you let to take space and time in you. And then continues with your attitude in life with the power of the new soul, no, polar, no letting yourself polarizing that much. And then you receive a strength and light. And this new strength and light by the divine force is what we guide you. Will be good to clarify the, that this whole process go in progress, go progressively, and at the same time. At the beginning of this presentation, we mentioned that the human being is dual, mortal and immortal. The person that we are with the power of actions and reactions and all the etheric energies of our thoughts and desires is mortal. The whole being where the person is is part of what we call microcosm. And the spirit is part both of them are immortal because of during many incarnations, the microcosm has manifested different personalities, not capable to allow the spark to ignite and subsequently the soul to transform. And these many experiences form sky with light powers, with dialectical, Remember dialectics from the spiritual school, what it means with dialectic life power within the whole being. The microcosm has been, let us call it, mutilated, meaning it's a structure get damages progressively more and more. This means, first of all, the healing in the Gnostic sense means restoring the mutilated microcosm to its original state. Healing only occurs when, yes, as we explained it, you transform your soul and it commences that spiritual healing, but it goes all the way when the microcosm is restored to its original splendor. Here, healing means certification or reconstitution. One more scene, friends, before ending this presentation, just one more scene. As long as one soul suffering from the perspective we share, as long as there is one spirit spark blockade by this it is the responsibility of the rest of humankind to irradiate, work, and collaborate, no matter what, for that soul, for that spark. A spiritual school such as the Golden Rossi Colosseum School works with its pupils, for the pupils, through these pupils, 
and collaborate with them for this process of spiritual healing of all humanity and the planet as well. The Gnostic power that emanates from the magnetic field created by many pupils in this process and by many human beings that are capable to align and take into realization this process, join the light and strength of the Gnosis. Remember Christ's words, a missed opportunity never come back. However, we the Rosicrucians, we the Golden Rosicrucians are Gnosis in its infinity love will never abandon you. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed it. If you wish to support us in reaching more people, like our posts, rate us with five stars on iTunes, leave a positive comment where you can, or share our content on your social media.